we go. Uh, welcome. I, oh, I, yeah, you go ahead. And we're not. We're never gonna get this opening right. It's not, no, it's not gonna happen. But oh, uh, I'm 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 somewhat sick this week. But this and my co-host is static safe. Yeah, and this is the third episode, and we're going to be talking about um, video games. We're gonna start with talking about what video games we're playing right now. So, question: So, what are you playing? Uh, I've been been playing Loot, Loot Simulator 2015, <laughs> also known as Destiny, and I am enjoying every minute of it. I'm being, I'm being, just, I it's it's the worst. It's the worst and the best. It's the best because the gunplay is great, right? But right. then you just keep on grinding, and I'm. There's still stuff to do in terms of like <laughs> addictive grinds, right? It's right. still the same content, but it's, it's just you know, it's just God, just I can't. So uh, I've been playing. I just actually finished uh, a single play game, uh, Shadow of Mortar, and it's just fantastic. It has it, if you if you've ever played Shadow of Mortar, it has a thing called Nemesis system. Where you're basically manipulating the orc hierarchy, and it's really it's dynamic, it's randomly generated, so no player gets the same uh, experience with it. So it's 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 fantastic. I've I've almost got 100% in that game, and I usually don't try to get that because it's just so addicting to use that mechanic uh, to your advantage. And I'm willing to bet that it took a much less time than it's taken me to get near 100% completion in Destiny. Yeah, it's a single-player game, so um, you basically, what you have is the main storyline. You have some side quests, and you have some collectibles. And I've gotten all of the, all those three, and I'm missing some silly uh, hunting quests or whatever, which are kind of silly, but I don't want to do them. Here's how you get collectibles in Destiny, just to compare, just to contrast how a single-player RPG and a grindy MMORPG are. And you have something called Grimoire, and you unlock those by killing things. So right. essentially, you get rank one on one card, which uh, it builds up to your Grimoire score. Uh, mm-hmm. Each card's worth a point or a certain amount of points, so it builds over your overall score. So you have to get, like, kill 500 or one class in a PvP. And then to get rank two, kill 2,000. And then you just kind of keep on grinding it. Yeah, speaking of grinding, I'm taking a bit break from my all-time favorite first-person shooter that I've been playing for a couple of years now, Planet Side 2. Um, I, I just got in like at this point where it's like I burnt like, out. Yeah, a bit because it's just the the grind. Like I never played it because the grind was bad. There's a grind, but it's not as bad as say like. Um, wow or say like destiny it's never this game is not just not designed i'm just sick of playing the game as it's just burnt out that's that's really the only thing i can say it's just got my membership ran out on it too like as in like no it's not it's a a free-to-play game uh but if you get there's a thing called all access oh all right yeah so it's like a premium uh support the game thing where you get like additional uh xp and uh, you get like discounts on like the store and whatnot. Uh, I see. It ran out in August, and I was like, I'm gonna take a break from this game for a while, and then come back to it because I think this happens to a lot of Planet Side Two players where they're they've been playing for a while, and then they then they get sick of the game, and it's and it's all all of its weird problems, 
and then he take a break, and then he comes like back. a a new like content pack, right, yeah. or something like so that. So actually, out. Uh, there's gonna be like a new a bunch of new content packs coming out this month. Sorry, next month and the months forward. So I'm gonna like get back to it once like the year ends, and then I can maybe it'll be a bit different and it'll be more exciting. Yeah. So moving on from games that. That, that we finished playing to games that are not out yet. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Are you excited? Are you excited? I, I, was, I was talking to Static earlier about this. That I, my experience with the, so let me let's start firstly. Uh, I've heard Metal Gear all through my school. I had friends who made jokes about it. One day I was on the bus home with one of my friends, or we heading downtown or whatever. And so I'm like, you know what? Explain the story. Explain Metal Gear to me. By the way, don't don't ever ask someone that question if they know about Metal Gear. That's, <laughs> it's a rabbit hole. I, I didn't know that. I just I opened the door on something I can never get out of. So he's like, "Dude, you sure we don't got? To, you think we have enough time?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man, we got we have enough time." By the time we got from my college campus to downtown, he was halfway through the first game story, <laughs> and he was going quick. He was abridging it. It was yes, the story is very. Um... And the problem is the games sort of there are two timelines, the the Solid Snake timeline and the uh, uh, Big Boss timeline. So there's two timelines that you have to keep track of, two sets of characters, kind of. Like it's like it's a very uh, and you really have to like it's it's a game that has a lot of lore and the lore is very like you have to like sort of explore it. I've been I've never actually played any of the games. Other than Ground Zeroes, but uh, I've, I've watched like a Let's Play of all the games, and I'm gonna actually put that in the show notes uh, because it's fantastic and everybody should watch it. But it's just like the story is just so so complicated, really. It's just you have to keep track of all these little things. But I'm excited for Metal Gear Solid Five because it just looks fantastic, and. It's it's the last Metal Gear Solid game ever because uh, Hideo Kojima is um, leaving Konami, right? I mean, who knows? He might. You never know. He might. He might like start a Kickstarter and build like a spiritual successor. Yeah, but the 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 IP is owned by Konami, so it's like yeah, Konami probably never sell to him. Yeah, and Konami is is, is in a bad spot. If you heard the controversy regarding their employment practices, um, so they're they're not in a good state publicity wise. For yeah. sure. So it's probably going to end up being like Mega Man, where it just slowly falls off, and then they cancel Mega Man Legends 3, and you just cry a little bit every time you see that game pop up because you really wanted to play it. But uh, let's, stop, uh, let's stop worrying about my childhood. Um, <laughs> so the reason why we're bringing up Metal Gear is because today we will, we will really want to talk about uh, video game design and uh, how certain some certain key characteristics play into it. Yeah. So firstly, I want to talk about music in it. Yeah, definitely. And so instead of just talking about music, I want to point to an example. The example I'm going to point to is Dark Cloud 2, or known as Dark Chronicle. Mm -hmm. It was created by, God, is it level three? I cannot remember. I know it was the same studio that made the Professor Layton games, I believe. We can, um, I mean, we can put that in the show notes if you I'm going to put it in the show notes because my keyboard's loud and Googling stuff during the podcast just don't work. Yeah, but it's I believe it's the same studio who did the Phoenix Wright games that did uh, Professor Layton and all that mm. series. Basically, though, Dark Cloud one and two are amazing games. Right. But it's set in like the sort of 
this faux 18th century Victorian era <laughs> uh, style. Right. And so the main town is just this really nice uh, accordion just playing throughout the mm -hmm. entire thing. It's a simple loop, right? Right. But that makes the visuals, right? It helps to really build the scene. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, sometimes video game music is really like from a technical perspective. I'm not a music dude, so uh, people are going to be like, what are you talking about? Uh, sort of technically simple. So like it's like a loop that's played over and over or like not a very complicated piece. Well, I mean, it's technically simple, but it's so complex, right? Because you yeah. have to have something that loops back and forth over yeah. and over again without being annoying and without yeah, having, exactly. yeah, without definitely. driving you mad. Yeah, yeah, that's the beauty where it really sets the tone of, of like a certain region of the game. Mm -hmm. My favorite music sort of series is Halo, really, to be honest, is my... Um, Martin O'Donnell, uh, has composed most of the games uh, up to Halo 4, right? So he's, he's not at the company anymore, so he's not going to be doing Halo 5. But um, for Halo 5, oh, man, this one I am looking up because I he's a Japanese one, and he's a Japanese composer. And, God, I want to say he was with the Capcom before. We are – you keep on talking about Halo's music because I need – this name I do need. Yeah, so basically the first time I played Halo, like the first thing that stood out was – like the music is just like the, like you load the game up and the music that plays in the uh sort of like the menu is like it just sets the tone right away it's just really like this sort of overarching theme of like the cut or the forerunner artifact the ring and it's just beautiful like i have all the soundtrack of all the halo games and i it's and they're just really well done. And they, all, they always have this sort of like very strong emotional connection to the level. So if you've never played the game, I don't think people will really understand sort of like the connection to the games. Well, I mean, it's very fitting, right, PZ? It's yeah, like Halo is sort of just this. Um... Okay, now I know why I, the guys, the Halo 5, I'm sorry to interrupt my own train of thought. He was the one who did this, the music for Metal Gear Solid. Ooh. Kazuma uh, Ginochi. Yeah. I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. I will drop a link to him, but he did the music for Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. He also oh, did no. Halo 4. Uh, Halo 4's music was pretty good. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 has some really solid music as well. Really good. Especially some of the boss fights had really good music. Let's see, what else did he do? Um, some, he did Peace Walker as well. Mm -hmm. Peace Walker was the uh, the PSP game that got then got ported over to uh, PS3, I think. But essentially, though, uh, so like you also so we have like more epic soundtracks, right? Like Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Then you also have. Uh, have you ever played Katamari? Katamari. No, I haven't. You know, you know that one. Yes, I know it? what it is. I never played it. Excuse me, but I mean, like that, those games wouldn't be as amazing as they were without that damn definitely. soundtrack. Yeah, definitely. They're, my soundtrack is really like for some games, it's more important than others. Mm -hmm. For games like, say, uh, Hotline Miami, really is Hotline Miami. If you ask anybody why you should be playing Hotline Miami, the first thing they'll tell you is the music. You just have to put on some headphones and just listen to the music while you're playing the game. It's absolutely 
fantastic. Both the first game and the second game, both games, fantastic music. You can just you don't even if you don't like the gameplay or the or the mechanics, just play the game for the music because it's just so good. <laughs> just play for the music. Yes. Just what play is for this? The, what is this? Final Fantasy. Uh, speaking of Final Fantasy, I, I love the music from it, but I never liked this, the whole universe or or the, uh, uh, the story. So, so, so Final Fantasy was great from like 1996 until 2002, and of every game except 14, it has just been mediocre. <laughs> like Final Fantasy 14 is the MMO that they. By the way, like the first run of the MMO was so terrible. They had an it's like part of the game's lore where they just destroyed the world and started over. <laughs> because it was so bad. Uh-huh. And like I'm not kidding you, they legit in the game. It was an, it was a game event and all that, but the game just crashed. It was down for like a couple months and then it came back up. It's just like they fixed all the issues it had, which is beautiful. That is that is the best way to handle it. Oh man. I I mean I don't really play MMOs to be honest. It's just it's not for me. I've tried. Oh, I've you're tried. not a, you're not a fan of the whole uh, conditioning chamber. The the opera and conditioning chamber, uh, or people like to call it Skinner box. Or for um, those who um who don't know fancy terms like static, it's a carrot on stick. Yeah, basically, where the basic mechanic for MMOs is where you get loot. Usually, the loot is randomly generated. So in games like World of Warcraft. Guild Wars 2 or like uh, Borderlands 2. Essentially, you're you grind grind to get loot. Basically, that's the basic concept of Skinner boxes in in video games. And it's just the carrot doesn't appeal to me. I've tried to play WoW. I've tried to play Guild Wars 2. It just doesn't work. Uh, lucky you, man, because I it works beautifully on me. I can't <laughs> stop playing. As I said before, I just can't stop playing Destiny. I need. I need I need my loot, man. I need them guns. I need that. I need them armors. <laughs> I can it's definitely, so, under, yeah, I can definitely understand the appeal. It's it's definitely very uh, sort of psychologically. But I mean, you tell you, you know, it appeals to you a little bit, right? Since you were as you said earlier, you're huge in the planet side too. Yeah. So planet side two, which is interesting because I, I just said that I don't play MMOs, but people would categorize planet side two as an MMO FPS and. To some degrees, yeah, it is correct. You level up, you ha you have to get certs to unlock uh, guns, right? So, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a grind. But the thing is, you don't have to unlock the guns. The guns are side grades or are very useful in specific situations, right? So it's not all of the guns are like that, but most of the guns are like that. So you don't have to get them. It's like if you're a new player, who just creates an account and plays for the first time, the default weapons that you get are probably some of the best weapons in the game, really, to be honest. are really fantastic weapons, which is why I really love this game, because you don't have to grind. You don't, As a new player, you don't feel like you're you're sort of like outclassed by like veteran players in in their weapons. You only feel outclassed in their skill, which is which is the which is how it should be for an MMO or a game in general, in my opinion. So essentially, I'm saying it's it's not quite an quite the carrot of the stick as other MMOs are. Even too, the WoW isn't as grindy as it is as it used to be. They, they I think have, uh, I think, I think uh, Diablo and all those games have really started to tone it down. 
yeah, Diablo is just, it's just, I mean, it's the randomly generated levels and you get loot. It's just basically a loot game. It's the, uh, I never saw I think, the appeal. I mean, I think that's, I think it's not, I mean, for, so I mean, there's still the grind, right? But I don't think the grind is as bad as it once was. Except mm-hmm. Destiny is another story, which we can. Uh, Destiny is its own thing. Destiny, Destiny is like a mid two thousands MMO in terms of like uh, where it's at and, ter- and how much you have to grind. Right. And even that's getting better if newer, newer. Uh, I think I, I don't updates. have a problem. I don't have a problem with the mechanic. Uh, as a matter, of, to be honest, it's if you're gonna make a Skinner box, you're gonna have to make it exciting to get the stuff that in the Skinner box. So. So you have to have good gameplay mechanics, especially if the gameplay mechanics are not enjoyable. Then, um, uh, then people are not going to play it, and they're not going to get the loot. So, for example, I find like most MMOs are very basic in mechanics. Like World of Warcraft is essentially just pressing uh, the number pad, really, like number a set of number keys to activate a bunch of abilities over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. It's I, I don't find it very exciting mechanically, visually even. It's not very good looking. What World of Warcraft is a beautiful game if you run it ultra. I just yes. I, I want I want to yes. put that out there. Yes, definitely. Visually, but yeah. World of Warcraft is beautiful. But, and it also um, has some fantastic music, which we just heading back to earlier point. But I I'm probably gonna keep on harping on Destiny because I think that Destiny is like more of a transformative MMO, right? Right. Because I think it's it's important to bring up like Destiny and WoW are the more important ones because mm-hmm. of what they've done to the genre. Definitely. And I think I, even Destiny, I think Destiny just wanted to be an uh, FPS with some MMO stuff, but mm-hmm. they kind of just opened the door on themselves to being more way down the RPG path than they thought than Bungie probably thought it'd be. Yeah. And so, so with something, let's say like boss battles in Destiny. Um, so the first round of boss battles where. Just all bullet sponges, right? Just you keep aim, you shoot, you move a little bit, dodge right. hit, keep yeah. shooting, mm-hmm. kill some mobs when they spawn. But as um with the last expansion, it's much more mechanic. Um, there's more mechanics to it. Right. So like, and you have it's Destiny plays a lot like Halo, right? So it's really mm-hmm. tight gunplay. Yeah, definitely. which I think it's why a lot of people have been sticking with it, even if yeah, the grind. I, I would agree. Yeah, the mechanics is so solid. It's just. Like the gunplay feels solid to me. It's not different, which is I think why people like it so much from people who have played Halo. It's just very nice. The guns feel good and they are solidly. The speaking of Destiny, there was a little event I think last week or something that I, I recall hearing about all on Twitter and everything about a gun that was being sold. Oh. Galahorn Day. We we made uh, the subreddit ended becoming a, a Club Penguin Galahorn theme. So I need to I need to explain this because Galahorn is the most powerful rocket launcher in the game. It's an exotic one, and exotic weapons are the uh, rarest class of weapons in the game. Mm-hmm. And you can only equip one at a time. You can have as many as you want, right? But you can only have one equipped. And so it was sold the second week the game was out. And because um, there's a a traveling merchant who comes to uh, the social spaces every week, yeah, yeah. only on only for two days, Friday and Saturday. And so, everyone the second week was like, "Why would I want to use my exotic slot on a rocket launcher? I never." And no one bought the gun because <laughs> no one realized that it was the most powerful gun in the game, right? <laughs> and and, so, and and now that he was selling it, and everyone's well aware of how great of a rocket launcher it is, <laughs> it was. It, everyone got one. 
I think like, uh, I think I think people think that they're gonna nerf it, so this is why they're oh, sort of they're nerfing a perk on it. Because what makes it so great is that the perk for it is that one shot uh, blows up into six separate shots that all deal oh, the same amount of damage. Oh, so you that, get the so one just one shot is seven hits, and that's they ridiculous. all that's why it's amazing. And the shots track too. What? It's such a good gun, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. That's why it's so great. And um, and even but even with having it, see, this is like so. It's it was even better back when the bosses are just bullet sponges because you you have a firing squad and yeah, you just you just spam you just spam the rockets, right? But, so in the arena yet yesterday for last week, they uh they they switch out what the bosses are. Mm-hmm. And the boss for the arena for last week was a giant machine. It was like this machine god servitor thing. And the mechanic for it is that it will eat one of the enemies, one of the mobs, and it will start regaining its health. Right. Okay. So you yeah. have to, you have to, you have to have someone on mob control the entire time. Okay, that's 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 good because you sort of have specific roles, and it's it's more enjoyable that way. Yeah, so it's per- like a little bit more raid-like in terms yeah. of it. So you have one person playing mob control, the other people's focus on the boss itself. Yeah. And so, but even with Gal with Galhan, right? Because mm-hmm. you still you start burning at the boss. All right, cool. Just ate an enemy. It's health back up. What are you gonna do now? Yeah, like you can't, you can't, you can't burn your way through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good. Var- varying it up is good because just just having bullet sponges is really boring, and people get bored of that really fast. Because bullet sponges are not interesting. You just yeah, throw that's bullets. Why the, that's why the raids are so much fun. Like people complain about like how the uh, the. So there's two raids, and the second expansion brought uh, an arena mode instead of a raid, and right. people got mad because like, oh, this is more bullet splitting bosses. But as you play the higher level arena stuff, like uh, almost near max level, mm-hmm. you get it starts getting more interesting because that's when you unlock the bosses with more mechanics. Definitely. But then so again, not- people also complain because there's a matchmaking for it. You have to actually find friends. <laughs> also, is it like a like? like a party thing so you have to get a party mm-hmm. he's like raids don't have matchmaking and higher level arena stuff does not have matchmaking and people oh, get upset about that i see so, but the problem is though if the bosses have mechanics so you need to have you need to talk to them and have good you need to tell someone you you go on mobs i'll go on the boss and you just to sit in the back of a sniper and just try and cover us all right right so yeah so this teamwork becomes more important at a high level which makes sense and then yeah. Like, in, even in Pathside 2, if you're going to play at a high level, you play with the outfit, you have um, squads, you have a platoon. Uh, platoon is up to four squads, which is like 10 people. And you have, say, like a TeamSpeak server, and you have people You have people who are doing infantry, you have people who are doing vehicles, you're doing people who, people who are doing air support. Mm-hmm. So the, it's really like, if you're going to play in an outfit, that's the best way to play Planet Side 2 is join an outfit. Mm-hmm. You can play solo. A lot of play people. I used to play solo a lot, but then I mean, a lot. With like Destiny, you can't get to max level if you play solo. You can only get up to level 32. 34 mm-hmm. is a cap right now. Because you need, the only way to get up to, I mean, you, you can try in solo raids. One of the raids you could solo really easy because uh, Bungie had, there's some glitches in it that make you cheese your way through it. <laughs> yeah, but some of the bosses, you need more than one person to... Uh, mm-hmm attack so I, I think we're sort of yeah. coming to the end of this podcast i think yeah. i think it's, it's a good place to close essentially that uh 
you we you play too much Planet Side too. I play too much Destiny. We all secretly we all we all hate the loot grind, but we all secretly have a weird thing yes. for it. Yeah, Music is amazing. Metal Gear Solid is the best game series ever, and I still have a cold. I think that's what that's what we've come to at the end of this episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, all right, so, let's do some social stuff real quick before we before yeah. we finish wrapping up. I'm. Uh, at Chosafine on Twitter, on Google Plus as Lord Chosa Mordecai the Fifth. Not the sixth or the fourth, but the fifth. And the website for our show is two shades of brown.com and underscore shades of brown on Twitter. And you can find Static at at Static Safe on Twitter and plus Sadik Safe on, on Google Plus. And you can email um, email us at what is the address again? I don't remember the address. The address is s at sadix.com. <laughs> yeah. So email all your angry rants about video games to that address. And I'll just be auto-forwarding it to, uh, to Christian. Also, we're now on iTunes. Yeah, we're definitely. Yeah. ITunes, the link will be down in the uh, show notes. Yep. And um, I want you I want you to five-star, obviously, because you love us. But also, <laughs> I, want, I, I, have a, I want you to write some poetry this week. Poetry yeah. about about your favorite video game, but do it in the third person. Third person. The third Sounds person good. poetry, no less than ten lines. All oh, right. Man. Thanks for listening, you guys. Uh,